Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. We are in a series titled Keys to Fulfilling God's Purposes, and we are in part six already. Yeah, wow. And purpose, purpose means the object toward which one strives or for which something exists. An aim or a goal? What is our aim? What is our goal? Why do we exist? What are we striving for? But we need to find that out, don't we? I think that's pretty important. You know, as we've been saying, we can set our own goals for our life, and that's what the world does, and the world sets all kinds of goals But if they're the wrong goals, it's not the right goal. You can make a bucket list and make all your goals. And uh, if you're not headed toward the right goal, then it's not the right goal. If you're not headed toward God's purpose for your life. Hello? If 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 you're called to be a, let's just throw out some. You're called to be a doctor and you decide I want to be a pastor. Well, you, you didn't, you missed it. If you're called to be a pastor and you decided to be a doctor, you missed it. What does God say about it? What's his purpose for you on this earth? Why do you exist here? Let me tell you, God has a reason for us to be here. Amen. And we need to know why we're here. What has God made us to do here while we're here? What are we here for? (laughs) What does God want us to do? Come on. Are we aiming at the correct goal? So we have been looking at many ways to make sure we're headed toward the right goal. And once we find out what we're supposed to do in God's purpose for our life, what do we, what do we do? We do it. <laughs> we do it. We run. We run after it. Amen. So let's look at Isaiah 119 again. We were looking at this, I think, I think every message now we've looked at this. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, when we follow God's ways, we're going to eat, eat the good of the land. You're willing and obedient. And as we've been saying, that's available to every person on the planet. Every person on the planet can eat the good of the land if they'll be willing and obedient. Amen. See, we are free to follow God's plan. We are free to do it. You are free to do it. I am free to do it. We are also free to follow any plan we devise of our own being. Hello? You can devise any plan you want to. Any purpose for your life. You can say, I'm going to do this. Well, eh, we're free to do anything we want. We are free will beings. But what should we choose? Mm. God's purpose for our lives. We are free to disobey as well as obey. 
Hello? Everyone has the choice to go their way or go God's way. They have the choice. You have the choice. I have the choice to go his way or, 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 or the devil's way or just choose a way. His way is the right way. Every way, every time. And uh, we have the choice to go his way. And so I'm hoping, I'm hoping everybody's going to choose his way. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Everyone here tonight will choose God's, God's purpose. Amen. So let's look at Galatians 1.10. And tonight we're kind of getting into a, a subject to go along. Uh, we've covered a lot of subjects to go along with finding God's purpose and fulfilling God's purpose. Hello. And without what we're talking about tonight, you will not get there. We're talking about submitting to God tonight. Submitting yourselves unto God. In Galatians 1.10, Paul says, For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. See, pleasing man is not the way to live. Nope, nope, nope. Pleasing man is a trap of the enemy. People get stuck in pleasing people. They want to please, uh, they want to, man, a lot of people, a lot of people are people pleasers, right? They want to please everybody. They just want to please, please I want to please. I, I, oh boy, that gets you in big trouble. That gets you in big trouble. Well, I got to please my parents. I got to please them. 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 Well, we got to please God. Amen. We're supposed to please God. Do what he wants us to do. Find out everything that he wants us to do and do it. That'll please God. Paul said, if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Come on. So often we let what we want override what he wants. And that is not a rare thing. Did you hear that? That is not rare. We let what we want override what he wants. That happens all day, every day. What we want is the greatest enemy of God. And the, the greatest enemy of fulfilling God's purpose for our lives. If you, if, you, if you say, I want this, I want that, I want that, it, you ain't going to get to what he wants. Yeah, what we want will stop us from fulfilling God's purposes. Come on. What we want can completely stop us. Yeah. Completely stop us from getting to God's plan. And I mean completely. In fact, what we want can send us straight into hell. Hello? Why? Because we chose our flesh and chose our flesh and chose our flesh and chose our flesh and ooh, big problem. Well, Jesus showed us the correct way to live, didn't he? So let's look at Jesus. You want to look at Jesus? Let's look at some Jesus scripture here. And this is in the Garden of Gethsemane in Luke 22. 
Jesus was praying. In Luke twenty-two forty-one, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, that's uh, his disciples, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Right? He's about, taken to, be, about to be crucified. And he is in anguish as he's praying to the Father here in the Garden of Gethsemane. But Jesus had to lay down what he wanted and choose whatever the Father wanted. And one thing we must realize is this was not easy for Jesus. We just say, oh, it's Jesus. It's easy. He's the Son of God. It's easy. No. Do you, do you remember he was sweating blood? Have you ever sweated blood? <laughs> That's anguish. I've heard, I've heard doctors talk about it. They say it is possible when you're under high, high, high stress. Jesus was under high, high, high stress. He sweated blood. Come on, he's suffering. He's in anguish here. And this was a temptation for Jesus. He knew what was coming. It was prophesied. He knew what he was about to experience. He knew it said he would be marred beyond recognition. Now, it'd be one thing if you thought, you know, they're probably going to give me a little beating with a whip. But to know you're going to be marred beyond recognition, you, you probably are thinking about not submitting to that. Hello? Uh, whoo! And then I got to go to the cross. He knew all about crucifixion. He'd been there. He'd been living around there. They crucified people all the time. Not like he hadn't seen crucifixion happen. People were hanging on crosses all over the place. Crooks, criminals, and probably the Romans just wanted to kill some people who got in their way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Jesus knew it was coming, and so he had to submit himself fully to God and what God wanted, God's purpose for him to be here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever is believing in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God gave his son to perish for us. Yes. Come on, to die for us, to go to the cross for us, to take our sin upon him. He knew what was coming. He knew it, and yet he had to submit to that. Because he's a man in the flesh, and he still has his own will. Hello? He still has a will. Jesus, Jesus could have chosen his flesh. A lot of people don't understand. Jesus still had flesh. Yeah. Come on. He still had flesh. As we've said, Adam had flesh. And he could have chosen not to sin. Realize Adam had never sinned. Never. There was one other sinless man upon earth. It was Adam. Until he sinned. Then Jesus came 
sinless, and he had to stay sinless. Perfect, spotless lamb of God had to stay sinless. Well, if he had said here, I'm out. I'm out of here. I'm going to go have a family and get a job because I, I, I'm done. He's sweating blood. He could have because he, he had free will, just like you and I do. He still had free will. He wasn't a robot. People think Jesus is a robot. I just do the Father's will. No, he had to submit to the Father's will constantly. Every day. Hello. See, he could have just lived a natural life out and said, I'm out, I'm getting married, I'm getting a job. And then what would have happened? He would have sinned against God. He would not be our savior. In fact, we would not have a savior. That means every man born after that time would go straight into hell forever if we didn't have a savior. Whew, that, that, whew, that, puts, that puts a lot of uh, uh, weight on Jesus' shoulders, doesn't it? <laughs> and he bore it good, didn't he? He took the weight. He took it all upon himself. See, but Jesus even asked for another way. But then he submitted, right? If you got another way, God, but he said, whatever you want is what I want, right? That's, that, that is submission to God. And that will accomplish the plan of God as Jesus did. He accomplished it. He did it. Hallelujah. Well, when you talk about this subject, you gotta, you gotta go to James 4, 7. James 4, 7, you all know it. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. See, submission to God, of course, has to come first. That has to come first. We got to submit to God. Then we resist the devil and then the devil flees. But we got we to gotta submit to God. We got to submit to God. And, and what people don't usually understand is submission to God is much harder than you think. Most Christians say, you got to submit to God. They say, oh yeah, I, say, I got that. I got that, no problem. Until they actually have to submit to God. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Whoo. Most people don't understand that submission is not when you agree. See, people think they're submitting when they agree. No, submission is when you don't agree. Hello? You do it when you don't agree, you do it. You submit yourself. You don't agree with the boss at work and you do it. I don't think it's supposed to be done that way. I don't agree, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Hello? The officer, the police officer, you, you better submit, huh? Do what he says. Hello? You don't agree. When they pulled me over the other day for my headlight out, I didn't agree. <laughs> 
Thank God he didn't give me a ticket. Give me a warning. Come on now. I pulled over. I was submitting to the authority. When those lights came on, I submitted to authority. If I don't submit to that authority, I go to jail. <laughs> Come on now. I submitted to authority. Well, if you don't agree with God and he says you need to do this, you do it. Hello. Submission is submitting your will to another even when you don't agree. And that is not easy to do. But that is true, true submission to authority. Because true submission involves suffering. <laughs> suffering in the flesh. Let's look at that in 1 Peter. Christ suffered for us in the flesh. You know that? Because he submitted. That's why. He didn't have to suffer in the flesh, but he did because he was submitting. 1 Peter 4.1 Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind, for he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. Woo! Come on. See, Jesus suffered greatly in the flesh. Not with sickness, as some might say, right? Ridiculous. Jesus was the healthiest person that ever lived on the earth. <laughs> Hello? You show me a scripture where Jesus got sick? No, there is none. He was perfectly healthy every single day of his life. He didn't suffer with sickness. Jesus suffered by choosing what God wanted over what the flesh wanted. He chose God's plan. He chose God's purpose. And that took him whew, through many sufferings, including uh, uh, people wanting to kill him constantly and, and, and going to the cross. He suffered. How did he suffer? He was choosing what God wanted. So he suffered in the flesh. He suffered in the flesh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He, he said, I'm going to do the will of the Father. So his flesh suffered big time. Who else suffered big time? We know Paul suffered big time. Didn't he? Woo! Paul suffered big time. Because he chose God and chose to submit to God, Jesus told him, well, I'm going to show you great things you're going to suffer for me. What was the suffering? Getting beat, getting beat again, getting stoned to death, shipwreck, shipwreck. <laughs> Come on. People wanting to kill him all the time, just like Jesus. Whew. You know, there was a group, I, was Pharisees, a group of Pharisees. They, they wanted to kill Paul so bad, they said, we will not eat until we kill him. That's serious. That's really serious. Who does that? Who does that? I won't even eat till he's dead. I guess they died. Or they broke their, they broke their fast. Because <laughs> Paul, he didn't, they didn't kill him. <laughs> Whew. 
You see, we all know the flesh wants what it wants. If you if you in the flesh, you know it. <laughs> the flesh wants more, doesn't it? Come on, it wants more chocolate cake. It wants more steak. It wants steak every night. It wants to sit on the couch and eat Cheetos instead of come to church. Hello. It, the flesh wants more, more money, more cars, more house, more vacations. It just wants more, right? It's never satisfied. That's, we talked about that just a few messages ago, right? The, that's why uh, pornography is so huge because people, you know, they, they want more and their flesh wants more. And the flesh wants more, and the flesh wants more, and the flesh wants more. Well, you got to cut it off. You got to crucify the flesh. Jesus said, You got to choose to crucify the flesh. You do it. He can't crucify your flesh for you. You crucify your own flesh. And you say, Flesh, shut up. You say, Flesh, I'm going to obey God. Hello? If we're going to go all the way with God, we got to say no to the flesh. Amen. Jesus said no to the flesh. Come on, I'm going to do the plan of God. Not my will, but your will. Your will be done. Not my will. That, that's, that's doing the right way, isn't it? That's saying no to the flesh. Not my will, but your will. Going all the way with God is going to require submission to God. And we got to voluntarily do that. Hello? Yeah. You're not made to submit and I'm, I don't have to submit. Come on. I don't have to submit to God. Just like Jesus. I don't have to submit because I'm a free will being. I can do what I want to do. Hello? Yeah. I'm not a robot. Are you? No. We all get to choose to submit choose to submit ourselves to God and our flesh don't like it. Yeah. Our flesh suffers yes. <laughs> when we submit. Come on, you been there? Yeah. We suffer in the flesh when we don't get our way. Come on, our flesh does not like to submit to anybody. You see, a lot of people understand, following the plan of God Oh man, people think, well, that's easy. Oh no, it's not. You're going to suffer. I don't, I don't mean with sickness. I don't mean like that. Come on. You're going to suffer in the flesh. Why? Because your flesh is going to cry out for something when God is saying, I need you to do this. I need you to go there. I need you to do that. And your flesh is going to cry out for the exact opposite. Hello? Yeah. See, following the plan of God is not not equivalent with easy. No, not at all. It's not easy. I said it's not easy. People think it's easy. It's not easy at all. Talk to Jesus. Talk to Paul. Many people will not do what God wants. Why? Because it hurts their flesh. Many people are not doing what God wants them to do. Why? Because it hurts their flesh. My popping.
Good job. She's on it. Many people will not submit. So they won't do God's plan. Come on. Woo. Come on. Many people have left jobs when they weren't supposed to leave because they would not submit. They left marriages when they were not supposed to leave their marriage because they would not submit. Come on. They left their church when they were not supposed to leave their church because they would not submit. Many people have let their flesh rule over the spirit. Hello. And the truth is being flesh, flesh led is the norm. <laughs> Did you catch that? That's normal. That's normal. Well, being flesh ruled is not good. And being less flesh ruled should be our objective. Yep. Disobeying the lusts of the flesh should be our goal. You hear it? Catch that? Disobeying the lust of the flesh. Disobeying. It's all right to disobey, disobey, right? You disobey the flesh. Hello? Come on. Spirit ruled people are very few and far between. Very, very few and far between. Man, I, I, I've been a Christian a while, and I've met very, very few spirit ruled people. Hello? I mean spirit rule. I mean Holy Spirit ruled. I mean led by the Spirit rule. I think we still need that scripture up here because the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Come on. I still see all the time Christians, they're not, they're not led by the Spirit. They're led by their flesh. Yeah. All the time. Come on. We're supposed to be Spirit led. Spirit ruled. Yes. Amen. We only become spirit ruled when we're submitting to God. Truly submitting to God, right? Truly submitting to God. I was just thinking, I was just thinking of Smith Wigglesworth, right? Amazing man of God. Amazing. Smith, Brother Smith. Brother Smith. He raised... Many people from the dead. Miracle ministry, amazing preacher. And I remember hearing the story of, of him and uh, Lester Summerall. If you don't know Lester, he's another great man of God. That's all, they've both gone on to heaven already. But Lester, Lester went to visit Smith in England. Lester's from America. He went to England to, to be mentored by Smith Wigglesworth because Smith was actually doing the works of Jesus. <laughs> Spirit-filled people. Spirit-ruled people. Smith was actually, actually someone who was walking in the Spirit. And Lester wanted to be like that. And I remember the story Lester told. I heard him tell it. Uh, I, I, so I think someone sent me the clip. And I'm like, whoa. I had seen Lester preach several times back when I got saved. He was still alive and he was still on uh, Christian television quite a bit. But Lester was an amazing man. He got stories that will blow your socks off. He cast out devils all over the world. Saw manifestations of things we never even thought about. <laughs> but Lester said, I went to Smith Wigglesworth's house 
and I knocked on his door. <laughs> well, this is, this, is the really fun, this is the really funny part of it. He, he had a newspaper under his arm, right? You've heard this. He had a newspaper under his arm and Smith Wigglesworth opened the door and Smith said, what is that under your arm? It's okay to be loud. It's okay to be, have righteous anger. He said, Smith said, what is that under your arm? And, and Lester said, well, that's the newspaper. That's the morning newspaper. He said, get that. I, I don't, you don't bring that in my house. Get rid of that right now. And he I said, I took it and I threw it in the bushes. He was so startled by this. Smith said, what? Why? Woo. Smith said, I only read the Bible. I only read the Bible. Spirit ruled. Oh, and what, what did Lester say? He said, I was at Smith Wigglesworth's door. A man who was actually doing the works of Jesus, a man who was spirit led and spirit ruled. And he looked at the camera, he said, where were you? Because no one else was knocking on his door. No one was standing at Smith's door to be mentored by Smith Wigglesworth. That's really amazing. A man who is talked about and proclaimed to this day for the amazing works that he did for Jesus. And he loved Jesus. You want to read his, read his sermons, we got his book. He's got amazing, whoo, he was a preacher. Come on. But he was spirit ruled. There are very few of them. Hello? Yeah. People think there's a lot of them. No, there's not a lot of them. <laughs> Hello? I remember this story. You know me, I'm a preacher. I told you a while back, my dad in North Dakota, raised in North Dakota, Lutheran. Well, Lutherans are not known for their power, I'll tell you that, of the gospel. They might give a good message about Jesus dying on the cross. That's about it. <laughs> and uh, so, so there was a woman in town, small town, very small town, a woman in town who was spirit ruled. Come on, knew God. And so he said they would go to this woman's house when someone was deathly ill and she would pray to God and they would get healed because she was spirit ruled. She actually knew God. Yeah, come on. She actually had, had the Holy Ghost and knew the Holy Ghost. Come on. And, and, and knew what God was saying and knew how to get an answer from God. Not flesh rule. Submitted to God. You see, there's very few that are submitted to God. Hello. You see, our objective should be to be more spirit ruled. Amen. Not flesh ruled. What does the Holy Spirit want? And I guarantee you, if you're going to follow the Holy Spirit, your flesh is going to suffer. 
Hello? And another part of that story was Smith said he had, very, he had so little fellowship with any believer because he couldn't fellowship with most believers. Why? Because they didn't even know God hardly at all. And he said, he said he had such great fellowship with Lester that I remember Lester was leaving uh, England and they, I think they assumed it would be the last time they saw each other. He had, I don't know how long he was there, but he said, he, and, Les, and Smith cried because he actually had real Holy Ghost fellowship with Lester. You know something? See, we are so flesh-ruled, often I don't think we even know what spirit-ruled is. But I'll tell you what, the only way we're going to get to spirit-ruled is submitted to God. That's the only way. Well, that's going to that's gonna grow us up. It's going to hurt the flesh, but it's going to grow us up. It will mature us if we submit to our God. Come on. It will make us stronger and stronger. It'll perfect us. Amen. Jesus said, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Fully mature, fully grown up. I want to be fully grown up. Amen. Amen. You see, many people remain in childhood. I'm talking about spiritual childhood. Why? Because they won't submit to God. They still cry like babies after being born again 35 years. Hello? They act like babies. How long you been saved? Well, I've been saved for 52 years. Well, you act like a two-year-old. Why? Because you never submitted to God. You just followed your flesh. Hello? I learned a long time ago, I got to submit to grow up. I submitted to my boss when I didn't agree. I submitted to my pastor when I didn't agree. <laughs> Whoo, man. There were times I wanted to leave the church because I disagreed. Well, I tell you what, I don't get the plan of God for my life. I don't get to the purpose of God for my life if I'm not submitted. And I told you, when I, there was times, you know, you know, it's silly things mostly, you know, uh, you know, they, they promoted, they promoted uh, someone I thought shouldn't be promoted. So I'm mad. Why does, why does he get the promotion? I've been here a lot longer. I've done a lot more than him. Come on up. Well, God, I submit to God. And God was always speaking to me, be patient. Did we talk about patience a few weeks ago? Patience. Right? What does he say? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. Well, due time to God, maybe six weeks, maybe five years, maybe 22 years, maybe 52 years. To God, that's... To us, it's like, oh man, God, it's been a long time. And God's like, no, it's been a few minutes. Actually, <laughs> come on. Yeah, 
they, 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 made some, they made some changes I didn't like. Well, what I do? I submitted. I didn't agree. I never said I agreed. But I submitted to my spiritual leadership. Amen. There are times I wanted to quit jobs when I disagreed with the boss. Oh man, I got some stories. <laughs> Down in Tulsa, I'm at Get and Go. I worked for Get and Go. That was like a 7-Eleven. Now they're all, they're gone. Quick trip, bottom out, I believe. Quick trip's huge. I mean, they got, I don't know, hundreds, hundreds of stores down there in the South. But Get and Go had like 30 stores, maybe, maybe a few more than that. And, and I was at Get and Go and I was, I was, I was the low guy. I was the Bible school student. I, I was the guy that they made fun of. You're the Bible guy. You're the Bible thumper. <laughs> so my boss, who was my, he wasn't the boss of the whole store, but he was the manager of that, that shift. And he probably did it just to get me, you know, that's fine. He said, I need you to go out and change the, you know, back in the day when you had the sign with the letters and now they still have them some places, right? But you got the big pole, you got to get the pole up there and get the letters out and put up the new letter and letters out and put up the new letter. Well, you need to get out there and change that sign to this. He gave me what he wanted of the sign, whatever it was, some special, you know, whatever on the store thing. And, and you need to go out there and change that. Well, that's fine and dandy, except it was like, it was like uh, uh, 30 degrees out and the wind was blowing like 30 miles an hour. And I had no coat. Because I, I was in Bible school. Who had coats? I just drove to work. Thought, I'll be in the store all night. What's the difference? I'm in the store. I'm fine. I said, really? In this? Yeah, I need you to get out there and change that sign. In this? Weather? Really? Yeah. Oh. Mmm. Well, guess what the thoughts start coming? I quit. I quit. I quit. Those were, that was running through my head like crazy. Because I was ready to say it. Oh, I was ready to say it. I was so ready to say it. And I grabbed those letters and I grabbed that pole. And I, what I'm supposed to put on the sign, I go out there. Oh, I'm freezing. And I'm on a pole and the pole's blowing away from me as I'm trying to put those letters. <laughs> and I do it. And I submit. I submit. And I get her done and freeze my buns off. <laughs> and think I'm going to die out there in Tulsa, downtown Tulsa, where it was. That was the bad part of town, too. That was the bad part. That was not the nice Tulsa. That was the bad Tulsa. We had, we had a guy who would come to our phone booth and call the fire department because he was one of those fire guys. Can we, they always want to see fire. They want to see, there's a name for it. Huh? Pyromaniac. And so the fire engines would pull up to their apartments behind us again and again. You think they get a clue? <laughs> oh, it, it was not a good part of town. But see, I submitted and, and, and you say, well, that doesn't, yeah, it means huge. It was huge because I stayed in that job. They transferred me out to Coita, Coita, which is outside. I mean, we, we, it was school, school, the Tulsa Broken Arrow, Coita. Oh man, that was, that was the sticks. And I'm now in Coita. And I tell you what, 
I, then I, I, was the, I wasn't the main person there. I just stalked. I stalked and I stalked and I stalked. And I got a witness to those clerks. I got, oh man, I witnessed to those clerks. I mean, I witnessed. I witnessed all the clerks at this store too, but I witnessed big time at this store. And I don't know what came about of it, but I'll tell you, whoo, they were, they were a little shocked by me. They'd never met anybody like me before. Well, that's because of Jesus. Amen. And I, I got to tell them all about Jesus. And some of them were so worldly. Hello. Well, what happens if I don't submit? Come on. You see, it's all connected. You don't know where God's trying to get you. Hello. First of all, first of all, God can get you somewhere when you submit. Second of all, you got to grow up. Yeah. Come on, we got to grow up by submission to God. We got to grow up and we learn it. We can learn it in our work setting. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I got another story. I got story. I was at the USPS at Tulsa, in Tulsa, typing barcodes on the mail, right? I sat at a computer for hours and we type a code. We had, learned, had to learn a code for days on how to get the code for the letters so it'd spray the barcode on the letters. Well, we were just in the, we didn't see the mail. The mail was being scanned in another location. We saw, we saw the mail, we saw the address and we typed the code and it would spray that barcode on wherever that was. We don't know where the was spraying the barcode, but we were in a big center like this with desks everywhere and computers. And so when I got that job, it paid a lot better than what I had been doing at Get and Go. This was my, this was my second job down. No, maybe my third. Mazio's Mazio's. I forgot about that one. That's another whole story. Ah, Ken's Ken's. Mazio's Mazio's. You kids know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but this one paid a lot better and God got me there. Hallelujah. And so I actually made enough money to pay the rent, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and so... That, oh man, you, you talk about needing to learn to submit. The, the, if you don't know, USPS is filled with military. It's filled with military people. A lot of people got the military going to USPS. So here I am typing. I have to get to school in the morning, right? I'm a Bible school student and I'm typing late at night. And, and boy, when that, when that 10 o'clock comes or something, you, you know you're supposed to be off at 10. You are excited. And about 9.55, the boss comes out of the office. A lot of mail tonight. Everybody's staying another two hours tonight. Everybody's staying two hours, two hours, at least two hours. Everybody's staying tonight. And this happened over and over and over and over. And every time, I quit. I quit. I, I want to say it really bad. And one time I even went to his office and I said, just want to throw this out. I got a test in the morning. Could you possibly let me go now? You got, you know, you got a lot of people here. You're staying. Everybody's staying. Yes, sir. <laughs> I submitted. 
What happens if I don't submit? Oh, man, I'm gone. I got the best paying job of my life and I'm gone. I'm paying my bills. I'm paying Bible school bills. And I just go, I quit. Well, God says you, that was not smart. I didn't want to say you dummy, that wouldn't be nice. That was not smart. Come on now. You getting this? And I realize that when I submit, not, you know, people think, well, yeah, I can submit to God, but, you know, I don't submit. No, you need to submit where you're at. No, no, you're not, you're not submitting to immorality. Amen. You're not submitting to anything weird. You're submitting to the authority, even if it's going out in 30 degree weather and the 30 mile hour winds and putting up a sign. Hello. And what happens when you submit, you get stronger. I realized I was becoming stronger. I was growing up. I said I was growing up. (laughs) You want to be used by God, you got to grow up. People don't, people don't submit. So they never grow up and they're just child children, their whole, their whole life, spiritual children. Well, I was becoming more like Jesus by submitting. That's what we all do. If we submit, (coughs) come on. My flesh was getting weaker. Hello? My flesh was getting weaker, but my spirit was getting stronger by submitting. Hello? If we keep choosing to submit ourselves, even when we don't agree, we're going to grow up. I said we're going to grow up. We're going to be tougher. We're going to be stronger. We're going to be more mature. You want to be more mature, right? And we're going to be much more spiritual. Not flaky spiritual, real spiritual. Did you catch that? A lot of times people are flaky spiritual. Woo! Flaky spiritual. I, 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 ooh, man. Some stories are going through my head. Come on. I've known some pastors who were, had never submitted. Come on. They hadn't learned to suffer in the flesh. Come on. And they, they, they were babies. Why? Because they had never submitted. They're flaky spiritual. I don't want to be flaky spiritual. Amen. Amen. I want to be real spiritual, actual spiritual. Actually, actually know God, actually hear from God. Come on. Actually be led by the spirit of God. Not have fake. I want the real deal. And I guarantee we will not get to the real deal without submission. Jesus' whole life was about submission. He submitted and kept submitting to his father over and over and over again. He said, I just do what the father wants. He didn't say, I do what I want. Did you notice? I do whatever the father wants. 
He's submitting himself to God. You say, well, he was God. Yeah, he was God, but he's also a man. We got to understand that. So as a man, he was submitting to God. That's why he called himself the son of man all the time. He realized he was a man. He also realized he was God, but he knew that he had laid aside his glory. As Philippians 2 said, he laid aside his glory. Laid it aside. Came to earth. Whoo! I'm going to look that up now. <laughs> Come on. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. That's a mission and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, when you find a therefore, you gotta find out what it's there for. Therefore, therefore what? Because he did this, he humbled himself, he submitted himself, he became obedient to the point of death, he did everything the Father wanted, he submitted completely to the Father. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and a wow, wow. <laughs> that says it all, doesn't it? He submitted completely to the Father and God exalted him to the highest, highest of any man has ever been exalted. Wow. Remember, Jesus, the man, was exalted and now called, he wasn't called the King of Kings and Lord of Lords until after his resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. People say, yeah, he's God. Yes, he's the Word made flesh and dwelt among us. But as a man... He, is, he was exalted to be King of kings and Lord of lords forever after being obedient to the Father and submitting fully to his will. I'm getting excited. You see, God can only, 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 only exalt us when we submit to him. People think... I just go around that. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm going to take a detour here. No, there's no detours. As Karen Osman says, there's no shortcuts with God. She said that many times. There, is, there are no shortcuts with God. After serving for 22 years in volunteer ministry, I went into full-time ministry. And along that route, many times I, there must be a shortcut. No, there are none. If you want 
God's real purpose for you. Well, we're talking about fulfilling God's purpose, right, for our lives. Fulfilling what God wants. God's function for us. God's goal for us. Whew, if you really truly want it, it will, there is no shortcut to it. You will have to do exactly what he says. If you say, I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. He says, you can't get what I have for you then. I'm not saying you're not going to make heaven. I'm just saying no one is going to get to the perfect plan of God without submission to him. Amen. Humbling themselves before God and becoming obedient to him in every way. Yeah. That's how we get to the plan of God. Hallelujah. See, the flesh doesn't like that at all, does it? Our flesh is rising up saying, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't want to do that. I want to do what I want to do. Come on. The best place to be is in submission to God. That's the best place. Hallelujah. Doing what he wants. If we don't want to do what he wants, we don't get to where we're supposed to be. Amen. Oh, oh, wasn't it Moses who, who struck the rock twice when he was supposed to strike it once? Hello? And God said, you're not getting it. You're not getting the promised land. That's serious. That's really serious. And we think it's not serious. It's really serious. He missed out on entering the promised land. Wandered around in the desert for 40 years and died. That's pretty serious. Whoo. Come on. We got to grow up, saints. We ain't going to grow up unless we learn to submit. Jesus submitted himself fully to the Father. We do the same. Not partial. Partial, partial submission, partial obedience, partial allegiance. No. I said no. Come on. We do what he wants. Completely allegiant to him. Completely. As I've said many times. There will be no one in eternity that is not completely allegiant to him. That's why the lukewarmies got spit out. Jesus said it. Come on. Completely submitted. Completely allegiant. God needs us to do it. God wants us to do it, of course, but he needs us to do it. Why? So his plan gets done. You know, you're part of God's plan, right? God's plan is still happening. If you know what, you know, people don't understand. If you don't do what God needs you to do, you don't get to where you're, where you're supposed to do. God can raise up someone else, you know. God's capable of raising up someone else. <laughs> well, come on now. We are not the be all end all. God can raise up someone else. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Who? But the best place to be is just submit. And we must realize there's going to be suffering. There is going to be suffering if we want to submit. And, and we truly are going to submit. There's going to be suffering. Jesus suffered greatly. It's not the easy street. No, no, it's not easy street. The flesh doesn't like following someone else, right? <laughs> the flesh must be crucified. Amen. We aren't going to get the complete plan of God for our lives if we won't submit. Come on. It, it's not going to happen. And, and many times people think they're submitted, but they go against God all the time. Happens all the time. Christians go against God's purpose all the time. <laughs> Come on. Millions of people, I said for years, millions of people will never walk in the plan of God for their life because they will not submit. They won't get to the purpose of God for life. They won't get there. Why? Because they will not submit. Yeah. Who? But the good news is if we do submit to our God, to what he wants, to everything he wants for us, come on, we're going to affect many other people. We've, we are going to affect many other lives and, and not just here on earth for all eternity. What's going to happen if we grow up? If we grow up in Christ, guess what? We actually going to help someone else. Hello? We actually are going to help someone if we grow up. Hello. Others will benefit from us suffering. <laughs> Amen? Amen. You say, what good is all this, pastor? It's of great value because other lives are going to be affected forever because we chose to grow up. Come on. Others will go all the way with God because we submitted to God. Hello? That's what a disciple is. Someone who is fully submitted to God. And because you actually became a disciple of Jesus and you submitted fully to God, you grew up, come on. And someone else came into the kingdom and you were able, you were able to, to help them and then grow them up and lead them and guide them in the right way because you were actually mature. Hello? You were actually mature, spiritually mature, and you could help them grow up. Come on. Others will receive eternal life because we submitted to God. Because we submitted to God. Others will come into eternity because we submitted. Isn't that good news? So really, by submitting to God, you're loving on people. Jesus did it. He loved us. By submitting to God, he loved us. And he changed us forever. And now we're just part of spreading that. We spread it. 
The good news, again and again and again and again and again and again. But we have to submit to what he wants for us so we can actually grow up and be a disciple of Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, our submission to God ends up changing things forever. My pastor. You know my pastor. Some of you. My pastor was a heathen. The real definition of the word until he got saved. And when he got saved, he committed everything to God and submitted to God and got mature in Christ and grew up, submitted, come on, and grew up. And what happened? Well, I'll tell you one thing that happened. I'm standing here. Because I had someone in my life who was actually mature, who was spiritually mature and had submitted unto God and grew up. Come on. Actually knew the word of God. Actually knew God. Didn't just attend church. Didn't just go to seminary, cemetery. <laughs> didn't, didn't just say I'm a Christian. Come on now. And he's, cha he's changed hundreds of lives. He just retired. He's trained in 40 years of pastoring. He changed hundreds of lives. Well, what, what happened? He submitted to God. He submitted to the plan of God for his life. Remember I told you, it was the last week. His, his, goal, his goal in life was to have a trailer out on the field and have a family out there in this trailer and, and cut down logs and spit and cuss the rest of his life. That was his goal in life. A chew, spit, and cuss and logger. Have a nice little family out in the trailer park there. And the trailer in the, oh, and then some property, some property. Trailer on the property. And then he got saved. And then he submitted to God's plan for his life and the other plan got thrown in the garbage can. Hello? See, submitting to God affects people forever. Our submission to God affects people forever. Don't think this isn't important because your submission to God is going to affect people's lives forever. I have mentors in the faith besides my pastor that submitted to God and changed me. They were real spiritual people. Come on. If they don't submit to God, some, some of the ones I'm thinking, they affected millions. Millions of people will be in eternity because of them. I'm talking one person. I'm thinking of another one right now, one of my spiritual mentors. Millions of people will be in eternity because of their submission unto God. I know my pastor, I think I told you, he said, what I want for my life is that I affect so many lives for the Lord. The, the lives, so many lives are changed that when I die, the whole city shuts down to come to my funeral. 
Woo! Well, are you submitted to God's purpose? Hmm? Are you? Only you can answer that, of course. You, I can't answer it for you. I can't, I, I, only God sees your heart. But if you're not, not truly submitted to the purpose of God for your life, then get on board now. Amen? Because your submission, your submission to God, well, first of all, you, you, come on, no one's going to get to the plan of God without it. And, and all the lives that were supposed to be changed by you weren't changed. You didn't, you didn't get the plan of God done. You didn't affect the lives you were supposed to affect. You were supposed to bring eternal life to them. Come on. But you said, no, God, I'm not doing it. Hello? It all goes together. It all adds up. I say it all adds up. That's what I say. I submitted to put up the sign. That adds up. I submitted to the USPS. That adds up. Come on. I submitted to my pastor when he said, Vern, I need you to get the squirrels out of my ceiling in, in, in the church. I got squirrels in my attic. You like that one? Another point I wanted to say, I quit. <laughs> oh, uh, Vern, go fix the roof. It's got a leak. Pastor, I don't know how to fix roofs. I have nothing. I don't know anything about roofs at all. Nothing. I, I, nothing. Go fix it. No, Pat, you didn't hear me. I'm sure you didn't hear me, Pastor. <laughs> I don't know how to fix roofs. Figure it out and do it. Okay, then. See what I'm saying? Nowadays, people just go, yeah, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to do that. Figure it out, then. <laughs> Amen. Come on. We live in such a, huh, what's the word? Wimpy culture. Bunch of wimps. Come on. Bunch of wimps. Everybody's wimps nowadays. Like, get on the ladder and change the light bulb. Ah, I don't like heights. Yeah, wimp. I mean, really. Everybody's wimpy. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Let's be tough. Yeah. Come on. Tough Christian's going to get it done. Strong Christian's going to get it done. We got to be tough. Come on, we got we to gotta drink down that black coffee. Yeah. That's right. I told Christian when he's drinking that, that floofy coffee. Floofy. I said, come on, men only drink black coffee. What is it? What's going on? Get that, get that milk out of there. Get that milk out of your coffee. I, I, I still remember this movie I saw. I don't know what the movie was, but I remember, I remember it was a Western. And I remember the, 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 the cowboy came out of his bedroom. He had his cowboy hat and he's going out to work. And, and the wife slammed down a hot coffee and he goes, boom. And it was just steaming hot. I was like, that's a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably has scar tissue all the way down because he's done it so many times. 
people used to be tougher, didn't they? Oh man, I tell you, they were tough. Now we got wimps everywhere. It's true. Oh man, it's true. They're wimps all over the place. God's not looking for wimps. Amen. God's looking for people like Jesus that will submit and sweat blood if they need to. Come on, sweat blood if you need to. If it's for God's purpose, why not? You're going to get something done for God, you sweat blood. Amen. Come on. Well, I'm going right where I didn't know I was going, but I'm going there. Come on, we got to be stronger, saints. We, we got we to we grow up. You know, that's one thing about adults, right? Uh, it's supposed to be, supposed to be. Adults are supposed to be mature and grown up and tough. That's not so much anymore. But that's what it's supposed to be. Tough, grown up, mature. Come on. That's the way we're supposed to be in the, in the kingdom of God. We're tough. And we know God. And we're spirit led. And we are spirit ruled. And we aren't flesh ruled. We submit to God. Oh man. Come on. That, that's a real Christian. I'm tired of lukewarm fakies, aren't you? I want to find some Christians that are on fire and sold out and tough. You say, get the squirrels out of the attic. They go, all right, no problem. I got it. <laughs> we do have an addict up here, but no squirrels I know of. But I know of. <laughs> we do have some mice running around we got to get. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But we got to be tough. We can't be afraid of mice. We can't be afraid of spiders, right, Paige? She's not afraid of spiders anymore. She gave that up because she's tough. I'm still like the mouse, the mouse thing, you know, women and the mouse thing. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what you guys think about mouse, but Karen's still like, there's a mouse in the wall. She's probably listening upstairs. I heard the mouse. We got to get the mouse. I'm like, I'm not scared of the mouse. We'll get him. We'll put some poison out, kill whatever. I don't care, but I'm not scared of the mouse. I don't care if he runs around here. It doesn't scare me at all. Yeah. Come on. We got to be tough. We got to stomp on them with our foot if we need to. You know what I'm saying, though. Now, I, I, I do like animals, so I, I'd probably say, let's, let's, let's get them and put them outside. <laughs> I've always liked animals. I don't even like to kill, kill the spider. Lot of times, and I, I've told Paige back when she was afraid of them, I said, you just change your mind. Just think they're cute now. Stop saying you don't, you're scared of them. Stop, boy, they're cute. And I did that and I wasn't afraid of them any longer. I did. I just said, wow, he's really cute. Come on, we got to get tougher. If we can't, if we're afraid of spiders and mice, we ain't going to get the job done for God. We got, we got to stand up against evil. We got to stand up against Satan himself. We got to stand up against demons. We should not be afraid of mice and spiders. We, we, we can stand up against the devil himself and go, ha, ha, ha. That's what Smith did. 
Remember Smith, the story? He's upstairs sleeping. He hears noise downstairs. He goes downstairs and he said, Satan himself was sitting in my recliner. And I said, oh, it's just you. And he went back to bed and went to bed and went to sleep. That's tough. That's tough. Come on. That's how we got to be. We don't need to get afraid of nothing. Why? Because we're submitted to God. And if we are submitted to God, he's got our back. He's got our back. You believe it? He's got our back. If we're submitted to him, he's got our back. He will. Why? Because we've submitted and we're in the right place. We're in the right place, doing the right thing. We're where he planned for us to be. And so therefore, whoo, it works out because God's right there. Come on. Ooh, we take the wrong road. That's trouble. You stay on God's road. He's like, yep, I'm right here. I'm right here. You say, I'm going to take a detour. God says, but I'm over here. <laughs> Just stay right in that road right there. But I want the detour. That's dangerous. And that's not, that's not submission. Hello. Woo. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's a lot here. There is a lot here. I was just thinking of Barnabas. Remember Barnabas and Paul had a, had a, had an argument about Mark and, and, and Barnabas would not submit to the apostle Paul. Paul said, no, we should not take Mark on this journey, missionary journey, because he failed us before. And Barnabas fought for Mark and it says Barnabas left Paul and we never hear from Barnabas again. I said, we never hear from Barnabas again. Yeah. Uh, a good idea for Barnabas would have been to say, Paul, I'm not really agreeing with you right now. <laughs> but I know you're, the, you're, you're Paul. And I will submit. And if you say Mark doesn't come on the journey, Mark doesn't come on the journey. And we would have seen Barnabas traveling with Paul, getting people saved, doing miracles, signs, and wonders. And instead, who do we see all of a sudden? Silas. Because God raised up someone else. Isn't that something? Yeah. Whoo! Wow! Whoo! Wow! There's a lot in here. But we need to grow up. We need to submit to our God, submit to his purposes, find out what he wants, and then go for it with all our might. Amen. And not get scared, not get wimpy, not back down, not follow the flesh, but follow God. Amen. And follow the spirit and, and say no flesh. Want to pray this after me tonight? If you want to submit to God's purposes, pray, Heavenly Father, 
I am submitted to your plan. I don't want my plan. I want your plan. I don't want to please man. I want to please you. I don't want to be ruled by my flesh. I want my spirit to rule over my flesh. I want to grow up. I want to accomplish your purposes for my life. Help me choose the correct path. Show me what you want. I will choose the spirit over the flesh. Thank you for your amazing grace that strengthens me. I am completely submitted to everything you want me to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. If you prayed that from your heart, God, God is answering. Amen. He's showing. And, and, and you got to be aware of that. And when he speaks, you got to listen. Amen. Amen. And, and you got to say no to the flesh. It still doesn't make it easy. But God, God will, God will do it. God will lead us and guide us into his purpose and his plan. Right? When we want it. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and give a salvation call. If anyone here, anyone online tonight that does not know Jesus, you're not in the family of God. You've never surrendered your heart to Jesus. You've never called him Lord. It's very simple. And Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So faith works by believing and confessing with your mouth. You connect your believer with your speaker. That's what I did at the age of 19. I prayed, I received Jesus as my Lord, my Savior, my Master forever. And from my heart, I believed Jesus was alive and I was born again. And my life was radically forever changed. So if that's you tonight and you say, I want out of the kingdom of Satan, I want in God's kingdom, pray this after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of Satan. I want in your kingdom, God. And now I know the way in is through Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe he rose from the dead. And I call Jesus Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my master. Jesus is my savior. Forever. I am yours, Jesus. Heavenly Father, teach me your ways. Show me your ways. And I will walk in them. And I will do them. I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. Thank you for eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. And that simple prayer, if prayed from your heart, can make you a child of the living God forever. Hallelujah. Did you get something tonight? Yeah. Boy, that was fun. I, I, I didn't, you know, a lot of times I get a, I, I get a preaching. I didn't know where we're going. But we went on a few uh, rabbit trails. But that's okay, right? Sometimes they're the best trails. The Lord strengthened me. When I first started, I'm like, boy, I'm losing my voice. That's not good. And I asked for the Lord for strength and I got stronger. Hallelujah. 
Did you notice? Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Lord gave me strength. Amen. I'm like, Lord, I need strength. I need strength to get through here. And he gave me strength. Praise God. Let's return and give him the glory. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, uh, the, the knowledge tonight that we need to submit. And we know, Father, our, our flesh is going to suffer, but we are, we are submitters unto you. We submit to you fully. And we know, Father, as we do, we'll find our purpose. We'll find why we're here. We'll grow up and we'll get the job done for you. We are tough saints. We are, we are all on board for you and we are, we are not wimps. We are strong. We are strong saints for you. Use us for your glory, Father. And we return as we always do, Father. We don't give any glory to any man in this place. We give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor, all the power belongs to our great God forever. In Jesus' name we pray in the church said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week.